Welcome to the Winning Edge Investments Podcast. Winning Edge Investments provides industry-leading horse racing and sports betting tips, ratings and education, enabling you to invest intelligently and treat your betting like a business. Go to www.winningedgeinvestments.com to learn more about how you can start to supercharge your betting bank immediately. Treat your betting like a business and invest intelligently with Winning Edge Investments. Well, it's Cox Play Eve and we're joined by jockey Chad Schofield who steered Seamus Water victory in the race in 2013. Thanks for coming to the show, Chad. No problem, Brad. Thanks for having me. We'll get into your Cox Plate triumph a bit later, but firstly, let's get some background on your career and how you got into racing, because you're from a very famous racing family with your dad, Glyn, also a very accomplished jockey. So where did it all begin for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, growing up, um, watching dad ride, I was always always had the racing bug. On my mother's side, pretty much every male in the family tree was a jockey. Um, my great-grandfather, my grandfather, um, they were both champion trainers and jockeys in South Africa. Um, both my uncles and Jeff Lloyd and Ryan Roberts, um, my father, all my, all my younger cousins coming through. So it's a very much a racing family. And um, yeah, to answer your question, just always wanted to be a jockey from ever since I could remember. Started my apprenticeship in Sydney under David Payne. Um, I was able to be champion apprentice there until I moved to Melbourne to ride for David Hayes in the second half of my apprenticeship years. And um, again, I was able to win the, the, the Melbourne Apprentice Premiership. So um, I had a really good start to my career. Um, it, all, it all happened pretty quickly for me. And um, yeah, like you said, winning the Cox Plate too. That must have been a great grounding as an apprentice to, to ride against the big guys in Sydney. It was, yeah. I mean, David Payne, he's a very good trainer, but he was also a champion jockey himself. So as a young kid starting out, learning to ride, obviously having my dad there every morning and also a, a boss like David Payne was, was very, very helpful to me and um, I was very lucky to have them both. And David's a South African as well, so that would have helped as well? It did, yeah. Obviously dad and dad had the South African connection with Mr. Payne and um, he, was, he was just the, the best boss to me. He was very strict on me. Um, very fair to me and he gave me a lot of opportunities. What made you decide to go right over in Hong Kong? Well, I actually lived in Hong Kong as a kid when dad was riding here. Um, I went to school here in Hong Kong. I lived here when I was about 10 years old. Being a jockey in Hong Kong was always a goal of mine. Um, it's, I, think it, I think it should be a goal for any young jockey um, because it's arguably the best racing jurisdiction in the world. The racing, the racing here is so good and it's just a really good place to be. So it was always always one of my aim um, to come and be a jockey here. And when I got invited to come, I initially came in a three-month contract. I think I was 21 at the time. But yeah, then that three months has just kept getting extended. And I'm now in my fifth year. So um, really enjoying it. So how much has your dad influenced your career and your riding style? Is he, is he one of those dads who tells his son when he's done a good job or when he's done a mistake? Oh, absolutely. Um, ever since, from day one to even now, um, I'll come home from races and, and, and we'll pretty much talk through every ride I've had because he watches them all and he'll either give me a spray or tell me I did a good <laughs> job. But, uh, I mean, that that's never changed even today. So, yeah, I'm very lucky to have Dad. Are you allowed to say who's the better jockey? No, no. <laughs> Not <laughs> yet. Tough question. Maybe in a couple of years' time. Yeah, hopefully. 
All right, so tell us what's life like over there in Hong Kong at the moment and how's it been being there through what's been a very challenging year? Yeah, I mean, obviously, first of all, we had the protests here in Hong Kong. Um, it didn't really affect me too much, although there was a lot going on in the city, but it was quite easy to avoid. We, we didn't really go out much and we stayed home. And Thankfully, we only missed one meeting, one race meeting here in Hong Kong due to the, the protests. Um, but racing kept going and it was business as usual. And then obviously with COVID, um, luckily again, we were able to do to, to keep racing. The, the jockey club here did a great job to, to keep it going. And um, hopefully it's all, it's all behind us now. And does it help having some other guys from Australia over there, the likes of Blake Shin and um, even Zach Purden, who's been there for what feels like forever? It does. I mean, Hong Kong's a place where jockeys come and go quite often. Um, I had a good mate, one of my best mates, Regan Bayless, was here last last season, um, and that was nice for me to have a really close friend here. But, um, yeah, I'm really happy here. I've, I'm, I'm married now with my wife, and um, we're, we're both loving life over in Hong Kong. And what's the jockey's room like over there compared to Australia? Uh, it's, I mean, it's very competitive here. Um, in the jockey room especially, There's, it's not quite as lighthearted and jovial as it, as it probably is in Melbourne. Yep. Um, but that, that's something I enjoy. I really enjoy the competitiveness and, and um, you know, the, the racing that, that, that Hong Kong has to offer. What are the main differences you've found between racing in Australia and Hong Kong? The racing is pretty similar. The racing in Australia is very tough and very strong as well, but um, it is more competitive here in Hong Kong. It's it's very tough to to ride a winner. Um, you, we have to manage ourselves over here in Hong Kong. We we don't have managers, and there's a lot of work you have to do behind the scenes to manage and, and get your rides and your support. So I'd say that's the biggest difference. But um, yeah, all in all, it's it's you know, like I said, it's just a good place to be only two tracks and you race twice a week does that take the pressure off jockeys um well it's a very it's a very comfortable lifestyle we we, we all actually live on course there's okay there's a big apartment block here right on the course and pretty much all jock trainers and jockeys live here so we all live in the same building and um we walk to work and the furthest we have to go is 20 minutes down the road to happy valley so um yeah it's it's a pretty nice lifestyle is there as much track work in the mornings or yeah, I ride work every day um, by Sunday, so there's a lot of work, um, but it's not too bad when you only have to hop out of bed and, and walk five minutes to the track. Yep, and what do you do in your spare time over there? Um, I like to play a bit of golf when I can. I do a lot of fitness work. I like to get out and some really nice hikes in Hong Kong, some, some runs and um, really nice beaches too, so we, we take the dog to the beach or, or we do something active like that. Winning Edge Investments is an independent provider of tips, ratings, and betting education on horse racing and sports, recruiting only the best full-time professional punters and expert analysts. Does your tipping service offer transparent posting of results every day? Using an achievable odds recording method, do they offer a 120-page betting education pack with every membership? And do they provide a profit guarantee, loyalty bonus credits, refer-a-friend bonuses, and special insider discounts to valued members? If not, head over to winningedgeinvestments.com for a different, better experience. Treat your betting like a business and invest intelligently with Winning Edge Investments. So you long-term plans, you want to stay over there for a bit longer? Um, I do, yeah. Um, I feel I've still got... 
a lot to prove in Hong Kong. Although, although I, I, I've had a bit of success here, I want to really try and make it to that next level. And um, I feel like I'm quite close. And hopefully, in a couple of seasons, I, I can do it. So what's your favourite horse you've ridden over there? Is there one which you've really taken a liking to or is there one which even punters could keep an eye on for the future? Well, my biggest win in Hong Kong so far has probably been the Classic Cup on a horse called Singapore Sling. Um, he then went on to run, to run second in the derby at his next start. and um, He's probably the horse that, that's won me the biggest race, but um, I've got a really good affinity with a horse at the moment called Kai Yang Star. He ran second on the weekend to Hong Kong's best horse at the moment called Golden 60. Um, he'll push on to the bigger races, the bigger mile races and the international mile in December. And um, He's a good horse. Hopefully he can he can win a big race for me. And do you enjoy seeing the Australian horses come over there as well? I know that Leviathan came from Australia. He's called Happy Healthy and you won with, on him on the weekend? Yeah, he's probably the he's probably the next horse I'm, I'm, I'm most excited about. Um so in Hong Kong, the derby's for four-year-olds, which he is, and, and the two races before the derby, the lead-up races to the derby are group ones as well. So that looks to be his logical path, and I think he's the type of horse that's definitely good, up, good enough to be a, a big contender in those yeah. three races. And you've also got the Everest winner, Classic Legend, coming over there. Um, have you put your hand up for the ride on, on him? I have put my hand up, along with the rest <laughs> of the jockey room. Um, yeah. he, was, he was dynamite in the weekend in the Everest, and... Um, Hong Kong's going to really suit that horse with the, with the tempo they go here and um, yeah, he's just a machine. Yeah, definitely exciting. One of the main reasons I wanted to chat with you is because it's obviously Cox Plate Week and who could forget your win aboard Seamus Award in 2013. Um, must be very satisfying to, to look back on that. Oh, it, it, it very much so. Um, the other day, Channel 7 put up a, a replay of the race and, and um, just watching it every time I, I get goosebumps. It's, it, was, it was such a fantastic memory. Um, I can't believe it was all those years ago now in 2013 it, it really does feel not that long ago but yeah it was just amazing it really really got my career going and, and put me on the map and um, yeah to think I won it as an apprentice on a maiden uh, it's pretty surreal really yeah definitely because you were the youngest to win since uh, Brent Thompson back in 1975 I think so you, you made a bit of history yeah that was pretty cool and he was an emergency for the field, wasn't he? So Atlantic Jewel got injured and they gave him a spot. Yeah, that's right. I'll never forget. I was actually, I was at Cranbourne Trials. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. And um, I was sitting in my car playing on my phone in between batches. And my manager rang me and said that Atlantic Jewel was out and Seamus Awards in with 49.5 kilos. And obviously I, I could make the weight. And um, we got the ride and... Yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, although he, although he was a maiden, he, his form was pretty good. He ran third in the Caulfield Guineas the start before. Um, he was back in the pack, and he, and he finished finished really strongly to run third that year. I think Long John may have won the that, that, that Caulfield Guineas, who also then went on to race in that same Cox Plate. Um, so he was a very obviously a very talented horse, and we knew that. Um, but I think I went and galloped him. The first time I rode him was when I galloped him, maybe on the Thursday before the race. And I remember getting quite excited because of the feel he gave me. Although we never, obviously never expected to win the Cox Plate because he was an outsider. But um, yeah, very fortunate to get the ride. And um, I remember 
sitting in the sauna race morning and I rang my dad and we were talking about the race and he also had a bad habit to hang in. So um, he said, I remember dad recommending that maybe I put him on the speed, perhaps lead and with the, the, the rail on his inside, he might not hang so much and yeah, Perfect it all plan. worked. Yep. Perfect, Perfect plan. plan. Yep. So you obviously weren't overly confident when you first got the ride, but he gave you a bit of a, a decent feeling. You thought, well, we might be a bit of a chance here because he wasn't a rank outsider. He, he started about $20, so mm. he did have some supporters. He did, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, you can't really go into a, co- a Cox play expecting to win, but although you're always hopeful and always excited to be in the race, and yeah, I definitely thought we were, we were, you know, a top five chance, but um, to go on and win it was pretty special. And you probably would have seen during the week with the uh, the Cox Plate field that the committee used its powers to include the three-year-old Grand Slam, and that obviously created a bit of controversy. But obviously you know how lethal these three-year-olds can be in the race. Well, it's just the weight difference, really. I mean, you know, it's, it's what, 10, 10 kilograms. It's, it's a lot of weight. And um, if you've got a good three-year-old, three-year-olds have a really good record in the race with, what, all too hard, so you think, and many, many more. So they do run well if, if the right type of horse, and... I'm sure the connections of that particular runner will be hoping for a good run on the weekend. Do you still look at the races over here in depth? or? Yeah, I follow it very closely, obviously, with Dad still riding in Sydney, and I'm always watching races in Melbourne and and um, following it, yeah. Is it weeks like this which you wish you were back in Australia riding in the, in the carnival? Oh, of course. This time of year in Melbourne, it's, it's awesome to be involved in, um, especially Cup Week. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's times you, you you wish you were back in amongst it, but at the end of the day, I know I'm, I know I'm in a pretty good place in Hong Kong, so it's not too bad. How does it work with the licensing over there? If you wanted to come and ride in a, in a couple of races over here, are you able to do that? Yeah, the club are really good. Um, as long as it doesn't clash with the Hong Kong meetings, which is n- normally not an issue because we race on Sundays, so there's a, there's always a midnight flight, so. Um, Obviously, pre-COVID, there's there's been many times where I've come come back and ridden in Group One races, and then hopped on the midnight flight, and I'm home for Sunday Shatin meeting. So um, we are able to come home and, and ride in, in Group One races. Have you looked at the race at the Cox Plate enough to have an opinion on who we hardest to beat? I haven't, to be honest. No, I um, I'm sure I'll have a look at it in the coming days. And um, but no, at the moment I, I don't really I haven't had a look at the final field. Yep, no worries, mate. Well, it's not only Cox Plate Week, but um, footy grand finals are on. We get to watch it over there, and who are you hoping will win? I do, yeah. I'm actually really into the NRL at the moment, so I'm hoping the Storm can win the NRL, and and I'm probably going for the Richmond too. Two favourites, so they might get the job done for you. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. I'm suspended, so I can sit at home and watch the game. Perfect. All right, Chad, no worries, mate. Well, thanks for coming to the show, and all the best in the future, and thanks for uh, reliving Seamus Awards Cox Plate win. No worries, Brad. Thanks for that. At Winning Edge Investments, our team of highly skilled expert analysts and full-time professional punters review the data, crunch the figures, assess the best betting opportunities, and deliver them to your phone via our app and your email inbox in real time so you profit. Go to www.winningedgeinvestments.com. Look at our membership options 
make your choice and enter the promo code PODCAST to receive a special 25% discount on your first membership just for listening. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T in capital letters for a 25% ongoing discount on your first membership. Treat your betting like a business and invest intelligently with Winning Edge Investments.